Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 129 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And every show I sit here and go, we have a big show this week. But guess what? We have a big Hero 6 show this week. I'm not sure how I feel about this yet. (laughs) Why? You don't think you're going to like the movie? In case you haven't noticed, I'm not a big Disney fan. And this is like the first crossover. Now, I will admit, he looks like a big fluffy pillow that I just want to hug. And it'd be the easiest costume to do at a convention. It's one of those air suits that's just white. Yeah, no kidding. If it goes wrong, you're the Michelin Man. (laughs) Win-win. See, for me, it doesn't look all that Disney-ish. You know, like, I think I brought up before that it's the same crew that made Wreck-It Ralph. And I really enjoyed that movie. I still haven't seen that. I'm kind of hoping it's got the same sense of humor as that. Well, Big Hero 6 opens this Friday in theaters, and next Tuesday, my review will be up with Stuart and Jacob at NowPlayingPodcast.com, but we're going to look at all the toys. It's really weird to look at a bunch of toys, action figures from a company that isn't Hasbro. I don't know that I've ever reviewed a line of retail action figures not by Hasbro, so that will be coming up later in the show. It's also weird to see these toys that are spoiling, or not maybe spoiling, but doing more for letting you know what the movie is about than the actual ads for the movie. <laughs> like, you look at these toys, I don't see any of these people in the commercial. But that's what happens whenever there's a toy line released just before a movie and we don't know much about it. Now, the trick is, when it's something like Captain America or Iron Man or Avengers, we don't look at the toys necessarily before the movie comes out because we don't want any spoilers. I remember buying episode three toys for Star Wars with Arnie and not looking at the backs of the cards because we didn't want to be spoiled about the movie. Because episode two toys told me Anakin lost his arm. That's right. <laughs> and episode one CD told me Qui-Gon died. So. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> hey, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Get with it. <laughs> but speaking of movies. I'm guessing by the time this show is out, we all will have seen Avengers 2 in about three-minute segments leaked online. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys like Marvel movies, because it looks like that's all we're going to do for the rest of our lives. Tell me about it. It's daunting. I'm going to be 90 years old with a walker. Come on, honey, we got to see Avengers 96. (laughs) Are you kidding me? By that time, it's going to be Arnie's greatest hits. It's going to be the Great Lakes Avengers you were hoping for at one point. (laughs) Yes. Squirrel Girl. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get there if it keeps going this way. Man, so much going on with Marvel Studios. They had an event. I think they're stealing from Apple because they had an event with Kevin Feige up there on stage releasing these movies like he was about to show us the iPad Air 3. The only thing missing was the black turtleneck. (laughs) I mean, you're not kidding, though. I mean, it's they announced more at this special event than they have at the last two Comic-Cons. Seriously, they did. And they're putting out more movies in the next few years than ever before. I mean, keep in mind, they did Iron Man and Hulk, and then they had a year off. Then they did Cap and Thor, and then they did Avengers, and then nothing. Then they had have done two a year since then. But now, next year, we of course know of Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, two movies. 
Year after that, Captain America Civil War. Holy cow. I know it's not going to be like the comics. Everybody's like, how can they do that without Spider-Man? Very simple. It's not like the comics. Age of Ultron is not going to involve time-traveling Wolverine either. Are you sure? Because that would be kind of awesome. (laughs) Positive. I mean, (laughs) Age of Ultron really should be done by Fox Studios because it was all Invisible Woman and Wolverine. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, with Civil War, to me, I don't feel like it needs Spider-Man. I mean, you need Cap and Iron Man. Exactly. That's what you need. Spider-Man was, I mean, sure, he was there and fun and all that stuff, but he's hes not pivotal to the to the Civil War. The thing that I love about it is with Robert Downey Jr. so heavily involved, it's kind of Captain America Civil War, but it's also kind of Iron Man 4, right? I mean... Exactly. I mean, that's exact. That's what happened here, is before they could announce all this, they had to lock down Robert Downey Jr. And we know how he held out before. I'm guessing they just said, Robert, here is... Four billion dollars. Just <laughs> come join us for a while. Here's all the money in the world. Take it. Go ahead. Well, what you said on our last regular show, Justin, I think is dead on. And that's Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers 2 revitalized him. After Avengers 1, he was feeling too old for this because he got injured on the set doing stunts. He's like, I'm approaching 50. I'm injured. I'm around all these young guys on high protein diets. What am I doing? And so. <laughs> I think Avengers 2 and seeing Guardians and all that. And yeah, I guarantee there was a money truck going boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Do you think that like he's in somebody's office and they're talking about this? He's like, man, your wife's pretty. He's like, you want her? You want to fuck her? Because, you know, I'll, I'll call her right now. How much How much money do you want? Okay, and my wife. And what do you think about my dog? Do you, do you like my kids? <laughs> You Honey, know, you're going to have to have sex with Robert Downey Jr. Half. I don't know too many wives that say no to that. <laughs> and let's just move on, but say, yes, Robert Downey Jr., if I could give you a desk tchotchke, it wouldn't say proof that Tony Stark has a heart. It would say proof that Robert Downey Jr. has the best comeback in history. Yeah. Remember yes. when we used to only talk about him about mugshots and Ally McBeal? I never talked about those things. Or when he put out his musical album, which I bought. <laughs> um, I think you and I led very different lives. I think so. Hey, there was a point there where his less than zero character looked like a real life story. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, like he would just, instead of a movie based on his life, his life was based on his movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up dead in the back of a convertible one morning. I mean, it's just, you know, no way to go, but yeah, he's it turned happens. it around. Yeah. And then they finally confirmed the most open secret of all time. (laughs) Doctor Strange, the movie, finally coming. Not confirmed, meaning that the contract isn't signed, but probably Benedict Cumberbatch. He's the most rumored guy for every role that gets announced. Yeah, he works the least, but he's always... (laughs) Top of the rumor list. (laughs) I thought at first he was a good con, but then the more I thought about how they just peed all over that movie, I didn't think he was a good con. But then, 2017, I was talking about saving up last time for the Hot Toys Hulkbuster. I just need to save up for all the Hot Toys they're going to be putting out that year. Three Marvel Studios films. We're going to need to add on to the house. Probably are. (laughs) I don't know where we're going to put all these. I just saw the number of Hot Toys boxes that you have that we still have to get out and unpacked and put away all their little hands and feet and I can construct body parts out of all those. I could have like a little maniacal lab. <laughs> well, just get that rhino when it comes out and you can just store all those little bits and bobs in his cabin there. He's not getting the rhino. 
<laughs> he is getting the rhino. But Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has been moved up May 5th, 2017. Nice. Then Thor Ragnarok. I mean, it's no secret that Thor's not my favorite standalone series in the Marvel Universe. But, you know, I end up watching him and enjoying him as I'm watching him. I just every time I see a Thor movie, I'm not thinking, hey, got to rush out and see that again. The fact that it's Ragnarok is very interesting to me, though, because Ragnarok is the Norse, basically Armageddon for the gods, the death of Asgard. I thought Asgard got destroyed in the last movie. No, it got attacked. But I'm talking like Death Star blows up Asgard type of destruction. There's the crossover we need. <laughs> it's all owned by Disney. <laughs> Steamboat Willie could pilot it. Will Elsa <laughs> come and save the day? Probably. But here's the key of all this. Remember that Thor was really the first movie to open up the cosmic side of Marvel the way they did it, with Asgard being a planet and everything. Well, we got Ragnarok, so something's going to go down on Asgard. I think that's going to really kick off Phase 3 for us. And maybe it'll happen in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will lead into Thor 3. <laughs> but then we'll stay on Earth for a little bit with Black Panther, who's going to be introduced in Captain America Civil War. Oh, yeah. Starring Chadwick Boseman, who made a absolutely great James Brown. That opened the exact same day as Guardians of the Galaxy after... That movie looked good. Yeah. After not winning the box office, he's like, I'm on the wrong team. Next no, he's Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, to me, you know where I think we'll see a tease for Black Panther? Is after Avengers 2. I bet you could, you're right on that. Because it just feels like, you know, we've already seen Cap's broken shield in the trailer. So they're obviously going to need more vibranium. So that'd be a perfect after credits teaser to show, you know, Black Panther and his whole vibranium thing going on there, so. You, I, you know what I said last time about rumors and not necessarily listening to them because we thought Iron Man was going to be in Guardians. But that said, I hear the end of Avengers 2 is chilling and may very well set up Civil War, so teasing Black Panther at that point might make sense. I want to know where Falcon is, though. Falcon needs his own movie. He does. He was entertaining. <laughs> so let's talk about the movie that's going to tip the scales and the backlash is going to begin. You guys want to vote on it? Well, it's... we're not even halfway through this list yet, but I do have a bet on which one it is, and we're getting there. Yep, I think we're looking at the same one. Then in May 2018, there had been rumors swirling that Avengers 3 was so big that they were going to split it into two movies, just like the last Harry Potter book, just like the last Hunger Games book, but yet not quite as insane as what they did to The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> It's been confirmed. Avengers Infinity War, part one, May 2018, part two, May 2019. No idea who's in it, but... Yeah, it could be a whole new cast by that point, but... Yeah, I mean, is Civil War going to be the way they write out Iron Man? Or when they got Downey on Cap 3, is he also on for... He, we knew he was already signed for Avengers 3. Did they shift that to Cap 3? Or... Did they get two more movies out of him by splitting Avengers 3 and throwing in Cap 3? Right. Nobody's talking. <laughs> well, it's still three years away. Then, the same summer, expanding the cosmic universe, Captain Marvel. Dun, dun, dun! That the oh, one you think? <laughs> that's the one that I'm thinking. That might be a bridge too far for casual fans. I'm... Not there yet. It really depends on how well they set her up. If they set her up in Guardians or something, then maybe. 
But the womenists have been dying and screaming for a female lead. And you know what? I don't even know if it's going to be any of that. I think just the name Captain Marvel is just a little too cheesy, hokey, cheesy 60s on the nose for your average fan. True. And I don't mind a female led film. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm wondering why it's not that Black Widow film we all wanted, but because she had a baby. Well, and she's probably done after this. (laughs) She married very well and doesn't need to work. (laughs) And she's close to 30 isn't she or not over she's 29 she has six years before hollywood turns on her yeah well this is eking up on that 2018 (laughs) (laughs) no hulk movie either which almost made me turn green in a rage yeah he just better be in every other movie then (laughs) and then here's the one i think is a bridge too far and i'm looking to our listeners to prove me wrong inhumans if people aren't done with marvel by the time we get to Captain Marvel, although I think that's still pushing it. I think it's not necessarily a movie that's going to turn it. I just think it's going to be the sheer volume and drudgery of it just happening so often in humans. But I'd also like to point out that we all thought Guardians was going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. And what happened with that? Yeah, at this point, because Guardians made so much money, they walk on water. They could just ordain this and make it happen. And I'm hesitant to say any of these movies won't work because i was sitting here a couple years ago going talking train of raccoon really (laughs) and yet i love that movie so maybe inhumans will work but every comic i've read about the inhumans is dour and unfun so listeners if there's some good comics about the inhumans that i should read i'd love to i tried the reboot of the inhumans comic it's just it's not doing it for me It's kind of like the SNL skit when Chris Pratt hosted a few weeks ago where Marvel can do no wrong. And they had like Winter Pam and things like that. and Marvel's bus people. That is what this presentation lacked is they should have put Winter Pam in here. They really should. Winter Pam rocked. They should have poked a little fun at themselves and done Winter Pam. I got to give some total credit to Todd Nock, who's a great artist, who did a Winter Pam sketch cover because he would just love that skit. So, yeah, tons of Marvel movies coming. How will there be room for anything else like Spider-Man movies and X-Men movies? And right. This is just Marvel Studios, not Marvel properties altogether. You know, add like you said, add in Spider-Man movie stuff, possibly, probably more X-Men for sure. And then this whole other world of DC stuff like Marjorie, you were getting close to saying it, and I think it's true. There's going to be some fatigue with just the genre come 2018, 2019, I think. We got four years. or technically three because we're at the end of 2014. Okay, three years of multiple Marvel movies in each year. Plus, we're going to have another Spider-Man at some point, right? Maybe. I don't know about Sony's not doing so well. <laughs> okay, we're going to have another X-Men movie. At least two. We know we got... Apocalypse and Deadpool coming. Yes. And then Fantastic Four next year. And then DC listed their lineup. Add into that Star Wars every two years for the next six years. Every year. It's every year. Every year. So Disney (laughs) is going to rule the box office, but are they going to turn people away with all of this stuff? Because if you think about it, they're hitting everything at right the right time. People our age nostalgic for us like yeah i read these as a kid i loved them i read these as a teen but now we have kids we want to bring into it i mean justin i'm sure you'd love for your kids to go to these with you opening night and just get as excited as 
you do about them, and they probably do. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing that you're bringing new fans in, but at some point people are going to go, yeah, you know what? I can wait till it comes out on video. Maybe. And you know what? They're going to make billions until they get there. Yes. Exactly. As long as the movies are good, I honestly don't care how much money they make. Good on them for making billions and billions, but really they've done it by giving us some really good movies and then Iron Man 3 and Thor 2. So... (laughs) (laughs) I just, I mean, I look at this list and I, somewhere in the back of my head, I mean, you see right here, we don't know who some of the directors are yet. They're just announcing these movies are happening. I'm directing one of them. I I didn't want to let it out. I was going to say, it's not probable, but it is possible that I could be directing one of these movies come 2018, 2019, right? I mean... I've made the short list. (laughs) I'm playing Captain Marvel. There you go. (laughs) We have a costume fitting next week, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing what they could do with green screen. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I look forward to all of these, you know? I mean, like you guys said, Guardians of the Galaxy has proven that Marvel knows what they're doing. It's just a matter of getting the right cast and the right tone to each of these movies and hoping people don't get burned out. It's 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 hard to look at all these and think of all of them at once. But, you know, with six months in between some of these, I think we'll be ready for each and every one of them. I agree. It's going to feel longer than it is. And I'm not jumping up and down for some of these movies yet. But by the time they come around, I very well might be. They've done nothing but everything right to tease the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. Except for that Guardians preview with Benicio. <laughs> and this list takes us about, I'd say, 15 years into this current Marvel Universe, correct? Iron Man 1 came out, what, 2005, 2006? 2008. Oh, okay. So it's going to be about 13 years. But guess what? They haven't had to reboot anything in that time frame. <clears throat> Spider-Man. You know what the W stands for. <laughs> Yet. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is I'd rather see all these new and fresh franchises rather than a reboot of the biggest one. You know, was there, they could have thought about rebooting Iron Man without Robert Downey Jr. at some point. I don't see why even a reboot is necessary. You want an African-American-led film? Iron Man War Machine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just give me that movie. I love Don Cheadle. I love the Iron Patriot armor. I mean, I think he could carry a movie. I, I, You want to have an African-American-led movie i even would love the team up imagine falcon iron patriot and black panther together (laughs) and samuel jackson oh yeah led by nick fury (laughs) (laughs) that'd be great (laughs) i would be so there and i mean i'm not saying that ironically or in a shaft movie black exploitation kind of way i actually think that movie would just rock like war machine rocks as a password (laughs) all right well we know this (laughs) It's good for Marvelicious Toys. <laughs> it's not good for our pocketbook. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that brings up an interesting question is how are they going to treat these with, you know, toy lines? I mean, right now what we're seeing from movies is basically a smattering of Marvel Legends and possibly some three and three quarter stuff, but not necessarily movie related. Guardians came out with the two inch figure, so there's going to be potential for a lot of stuff, but I doubt it's going to be even as big as Guardians in each one of these instances. Yeah, they'll they'll do certain ones big and certain ones not, depending on how toyetic it is, I imagine. I mean, look at how they pulled back on Thor 2. Right, which they shouldn't have. and missed some good figures. Well, speaking of figures... The Spectacular Store Report. Well, stores have been a little bit lacking lately. So 
you ever have one of those? You go into a store and it's like your arms are out and you're just pushing anything you can into the cart? No. <laughs> Were you on supermarket sweeps? I am itching to buy stuff. Well, I went to Target looking specifically at the Big Hero 6 stuff we're going to talk about. And their whole one spot has really become kind of a mishmash. But by the toy aisle, they now have the new end cap of stuff that used to be in like the one spot. But now that's like the two spot. Everything was two or three dollars. Oh, yeah, they go up to five there. You had a five spot in there, too. Well, Blip Toys has a bunch of stuff there that I actually kind of found cute and ended up putting in my cart thinking it was three dollars a piece. I guess somebody put things on the wrong pegs. They How turned much? out... Two bucks a piece. Oh, okay. First, they had mini bobbleheads that basically look exactly like the grab zags with giant noggins. <laughs> oh. They had Iron Man and Spider-Man, both of whom I was like, oh, they're cute, but I could pass. But you bought them. Until I saw Hulk, because it's that grab zag Hulk with the weird face. And once I had Hulk in the cart, and he because he was just so adorable, I had to have him. I'm like, all right, I'll get all three. Hulk is clearly the winner. He's super cute with his little red mouth. They also had Silly Putty, but I didn't get the Silly Putty. It was on a $5 peg. Oh, okay. Is it actually Silly Putty brand or is it just off-brand Silly Putty? Spider Putty. So off-brand, which means if you put it on paper, the paper will be immediately stuck to it. Very true. Then also they had Hyper Speed or in the other language that's on this bubble, Hyper Vitesse racer cars. And I'm not really big into the Hot Wheels and things when you take superheroes and put them in cars but these are the fun ones that you pull back and then you let go and it races oh nice i'm just not as thrilled with these as you are maybe it's because i grew up with these little cars but i love racers that you pull back yeah that was a gimmick that came up with when we were kids so when when they do it now it's like oh yeah it's a nice little throwback that was the height of technology and playing with cars in our day. So I got Spider-Man on a motorcycle because I always equate him with a motorcycle. And then I wasn't going to get the Hulk until I realized instead of a purple pants, he's driving a purple SUV. Well, it really kind of, if I don't wear pants outside the house, my car doubles as my pants. And he has the same cute face as the bobble. <laughs> so if you're looking for stocking stuffers for Christmas, I honestly think there's some fun stuff for kids or people like me who just regress when they're in the toy aisle. <laughs> and people who really need to buy stuff. Better at one, one and two dollars at a pop rather than, you know, ten dollar, fifteen dollar impulse buys. Agreed. I'll have much more fun with these little pullback vehicles than I would those Toys R Us Hulk Agents of Smash. Leg squeezers. Yeah. <laughs> but really at Target, the thing to look for is that exclusive Marvel Legends three pack. It doesn't have a name. It's just Marvel Legends Collector's Edition. Yeah, and it's, you know, I'm not sure if there's a street date or something, but, you know, they're starting to show up in back rooms, but not on shelves yet. So I bet you they're getting an end cap display or something with these coming up. They are on shelves. I've, we've gotten a number of reports on our Facebook wall of people taking pictures of displays. Oh, okay. But if could be stores are getting them and employees are putting them out when they should be waiting for an end cap or something. I got impatient because... You could use the DPCI and look these up online, and my local store wasn't getting any or had already sold out, but a store 45 minutes away had a full case, so I went over there. I think this can just be summed up with the fact that you were impatient. <laughs> but I got it. <laughs> yes. I was a little impatient too, and not necessarily for this set. Just like Arnie said, every once in a while you need to buy something to remind yourself you're a collector. And this is really the only thing that's hitting right now in, in the Marvel collecting sphere. 
Were you able to find it too? Yes, I did. So let's look at these three figures, and we'll start with the one that I bet was Justin's kryptonite. The translucent green radioactive man. Is that his name? Radio oh, yeah. And the, yeah, this you're right. This is the reason that I felt like I needed to get this set, because to be honest with you, I have plenty of Captain America. And, you know, I have a Miss Marvel from previous, but it's nice to get her again. But yeah, big old hunk of translucent green plastic. You bet I'm going to get it. Now, one listener has already written in and asked, why are there two holes in his back? I guess they empathize with my problem with needless holes. <laughs> I don't have it handy, but I would I would be willing to bet that the, the Luke Cage figure that we got from Comic-Con last year, which this body they're using is from, has those two peg holes back there for some reason or another. Yeah. He's hollow in his chest. They all are. I yeah. didn't realize it. I can't see it because the others are solid. But in this one, you can clearly see it. Yeah, I guess this is one of the very first all-translucent legends I've ever gotten. We've had translucent Marvel Universe all the time. But as far as legends go, yeah, this is the first time seeing the inner workings of the joints. No, no, no. Come on. We had Iceman in that, in that X-Men pack from Toys R Us not too long ago. But he was frosted. He was a little bit frosted. And I never opened that Toys R Us pack because of that crappy paint. Oh. But Ghost from that same Luke Cage pack is a nice translucent figure, too. Ah, true. True. Your good memory. Hey, it's what I do. It's translucent figures. But <laughs> I mean, this is this is very similar in look and feel to the three and three quarter inch exclusive from, was it the Masters of Evil set mm -hmm. that we got at Comic-Con a couple years ago? Very similar in design and look and everything. Same outfit. And I think they even went the same route. You know, they painted his shirt on and they added a little tunic around his waist to give him his full wrestler looking outfit. It's a very odd outfit, though. It's very Greek. Yeah, I think he's Asian. I think he's Japanese or Chinese. Maybe maybe this is traditional Japanese radioactive garb. I don't know. But... I bet it is. You're right. <laughs> this is what they wear at all the nuclear power plants. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's got all that great articulation that we've been getting in the newer Legends figures. And you know what? I mean, other than the, the minor nitpicks I had with the weirdness of the chest from the Luke Cage figure, I think this is a pretty good figure. I'm really happy with him. I love the green they used. It's just so Kool-Aid, you know? I mean, it's <laughs> so just cooler. It is so green. It's very Mountain Dew. It's like lime jello shots. <laughs> and the paint on his eyes is just enough to catch your attention. And the way they painted the body and the fact that we've complained before about when the paint doesn't match. But that paint they used matches the rubber skirt perfectly. Yeah, very, very much so. So he was definitely a reason to get this. And the pack is not expensive. I'm used to paying, honestly, $25 for a Legends figure anymore because of Toys R Us and sales tax and everything or ordering online. The MSRP is about $20. i am really used to about $25. This is three Legends figures for $50. Yeah, you can't, you can't complain about the value you get here. I mean, at very least, like you said, it's $10 cheaper than buying three figures individually. And so Radioactive Man right there pretty much makes this set worth it. But getting a good Ms. Marvel, and I'm sorry, I know that I'm going to make some listeners angry with this, but I found Ms. Marvel to be a much cooler character than Captain Marvel. I tried reading the Captain Marvel comic and just it didn't do anything for me. 
But I always liked Ms. Marvel when she was on the Avengers and all of that and how Rogue stole her powers. So to me, the fact that she's not even really a character anymore just makes this figure that much sweeter that they snuck her in under the wire before they'd just be forced to make nothing but Captain Marvel figures from here on out. Very true. Very true. I mean, I really like that character. She was always one of my favorite Avengers. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, you know, they have made a legend scale Ms. Marvel before, but this is a much better version of it now. I mean, the old Toy Biz one, this is, I'd say, an improvement on, but not so much different that I would feel like I needed an extra one if they never made this. I'm looking at the Toy Biz figure, and I find it very funny that they both did the same thing, which is to be very true to her costume, rather than have, like, her swimsuit follow the joint of the leg, they just bring it right up, showing some skin on the body. Toy Biz did it, too. That's because it's a French-cut body unitard. <laughs> is that true? That's what it's called? Yeah. Wow. Learn something new every day. I... I'm real happy with this figure, happy to have it. Love the paint they used, but I got one big gripe. You have boob paint smears? They used a black body from at least neck to toe because her thigh highs are black and her unitard is black. And so all the skin tone is painted on. And when that guy brought it out, he brought me a case and I got my pick. And I picked the best of the four, but all of them had paint errors on the skin, especially the right leg seemed to be extraordinarily problematic. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell that it's flesh-colored paint over black, and that that is kind of a bummer. I, You know what's not, though, is her upper thigh. That's actually flesh-colored plastic there. You're right. I see a complete different texture to it, and it's a different color. Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like it's going to be a problem no matter how they do it. They could have made her cast in in flesh color and then painted the black and you'd have just the same problem. Or they could have given it a better paint app. I mean, come on, don't tell me this has to be a problem. Hasbro's paint apps have really been bad ever since that X-Men box set. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they could just do better. I mean, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Very true. They could pay that extra nickel. <laughs> that's a whole day's wage, I'm sure. <laughs> Not anymore. That's why figures have gone up. Chinese make good money now. Where I do give this figure a few more marks for going the extra mile, I feel like the sash around her waist was actually sculpted in such a way that it's supposed to be there rather than an afterthought. Yeah, I was just about to give that some compliments. I like that it really feels a part of the character and doesn't, like, hang down. It's not too big where it hangs around her hips like 1960s Batgirl's belt. <laughs> <laughs> I just really... It's, it's a good figure, but I really don't like the thigh articulation because I think when you have a character with light-colored legs, it takes away from it. Yeah, it just, I mean, you see it here. Most figures have this articulation, and we don't necessarily see it because it's, you know... Yeah, it's like black or something, and you can't really... Right, it just really sticks out here. Yeah. Still, overall, I'm just coming to be a little bit more accepting of the bad paint apps, and I really like the figure, and I really love the gold paint they used for the lightning bolt on her chest there i mean she's a good figure just marred by a couple paint problems i'll be keeping a close eye on any i see on store shelves just to check but i have a feeling it's going to be just like the x-men set i'm going to hold out hope and then give up yeah i i mean for me i can overlook some minor paint app issues if they can get the face right and here i feel like they nailed the paint on the face her eyes are awesome 
there's just a little bit of gloss on her lips so it's not like she's wearing lipstick so i mean where they did do it right they did it right and then the third figure captain america and you know i know we have a lot of caps but i was real happy that they went the extra mile we got a shield he's the only figure with an accessory and a spare head the unmasked steve rogers head yeah i guess if i have to have another captain america this isn't too bad i mean one thing that is new on this figure i think is the straps around his shoulders but other than that you know what we're looking at here we're looking at the ultimate captain america figure from the hit monkey wave remember that guy with his vest on Mm-hmm. same figure no vest it's the exact same belt that he has around his waist. And instead of having blue pants, last time he had gray pants and a holster glued to his thigh. That explains why this face looks so familiar. That chin. It's a very comic booky chin. And there was something about that chin that just was like, I've seen that before. Yep. And then the extra head, the unmasked head, I believe is just the Steve Captain Rogers. The Captain Rogers figure from not too long ago. Maybe the first or second wave. Yeah, it looks like the exact same facial expression. and But that's a good head, and I always like getting that extra way to display Steve. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, if you are a cap collector, this right out of the box, you can put right on a shelf, and it looks different enough from the rest of them that it doesn't scream repaint to me, but being the customizer, I have to kind of pick apart when they do do something like this. You know what's funny is the heads are ever so slightly different. Like the facial features. Yeah, the chin is totally different. It honestly looks like two different people. Yeah, okay, so it's not just me. (laughs) He has has a different tan when he's wearing the mask too, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) No, he really has a pronounced chin. For some reason, it's reminding me of the Punisher, the way it really comes out, like that kind of thing. I guess Steve Rogers has a chin too, but it's just the way it's painted and everything. It looks huge on the Captain America mask. Yeah. No, it's a good set. I mean, this would definitely be at the top of my list when we do our gift guide next episode, actually. I think this is something great for collectors and, honestly, kids. It's a great way because Captain America 2, huge movie this year. So while we completists who buy all the Legends may go, another Cap, that doesn't mean that Cap doesn't have a place on a store shelf. Very true. It's just right now, most stores still have a ton of Captain America figures on the shelves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but again, the price, you get Radioactive Man and Ms. Marvel. So So that's it in stores. But speaking of Marvel Legends... Sales to Astonish! We got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Dorkside Toys, who has a ton of Marvel Legends in stock. You know, despite the Walgreens shipments... Black Cat, still impossible to find. That cat's gone astray. But if you haven't found that legend figure, you can get her at Dorkside Toys, as well as Agent Venom, Carnage. The entire X-Men exclusive wave, the entire set of five is in stock, ready to ship for $144.99. And given what Storm goes for alone, that's an amazing price for that five-figure set. Six figures if you count the build of Jubilee. (laughs) exactly plus pop vinyls disney infinity marvel superheroes figures diamond select and more it's all at dorkside toys it's interesting that they're selling the infinity figures because i wonder if those are crossing the line now yeah i do wonder i'm so on the fence i found out that the disney infinity game is a free download for pc so i'm going to download it and play it and give it a shot and then if it 
is good, it'll probably make our holiday gift guide for everyone. If it's not good, then it makes it for kids. I'd wait till Black Friday to buy them, though. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> and then, also online, Sideshow Collectibles has a new line of collectibles, and hey, they're not going to fall. They might. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They're only going to fall if it's your fault. They are doing art prints, 18 by 24 representations of characters, and they put out their first three Poison Ivy, Spider Woman, and then Kier, the Forsaken Valkyrie from Sideshow's original Courts of the Deadline. And these are about $80 a piece for giant posters that have corresponding Sideshow statues. That's And that's what they're trying to do here, because honestly, it's not doing anything for me. I'm not a an art collector, especially if it's not like a like what you do, where you find an artist and have them draw you something unique. So this really didn't even really perk my ears up all that much. But I can see where it would be cool to make a companion piece for the people who are buying their their statues and whatnot to go with them. Well, this is something that we've considered doing. Arnie had this grand plan where he could put companion art behind some of his statues. But I think what you're going to run into is a massive storage space. Yeah, I mean, at one and a half feet by two feet, these are not small prints. And the question I have is, will a two-foot print overwhelm an 18-inch statue? Eh, could. Definitely could. Looking at what they have online, I think that if it matches the statue perfectly, like the Poison Ivy does, I think it really accents the display. And if you look at the Spider-Woman, though, they just went too artistic with it. And I have absolutely no interest in that whatsoever. I think it's only good for Spider-Woman completist collectors. If you have everything Spider-Woman, then that's a great print to have on your wall. But I think it's also telling Poison Ivy and even Court of the Dead, where they match the statues exactly, went to wait list in hours and Spider-Woman is still available. Hmm, maybe that's why I don't collect art, because that's the one that actually drew my eye. <laughs> because, you know, it's got a... A nice focal point there with their hands glowing and everything. That's the one that really drew my eye in. Huh. Not it, that I'm going to buy it, but it was pleasing. It did nothing for me, but here's what I wrote in my article for our website. Is they used to give the art away for free. They did. <laughs> they used to have those exclusive versions with the art prints. And depending on the art, that would sometimes be the only time I wouldn't get the exclusive edition. Like with the Hawkeye Premium Format came with an art print. Yeah, I'll just take the regular one of that. Thank you. But then certain ones, like the Adam Hughes line where we talked to him before, his art was so good with the statues that I thought that was worth it. They were smaller. They were basically 8.5 by 11 versus 18 by 24, but they were exclusive editions. And when they did the J. Scott Campbell stuff, I was like, well, where's the exclusive editions? Where's the art prints? I mean, you're basing it on J. Scott Campbell's art. Now I think they're like, hey, let's get them twice. They see what people are paying for posters and art at cons. Why not? You know, it's it's worth a shot on their part, I guess. I guess, but normally I pay $10 for a nice big lithograph at a con, not 80 Yeah. And the most expensive artists, the lithographs are usually 30 unless it's like a really nice one. But here, I asked for a review copy and they said they aren't providing any. But it's impossible to know. I think anybody who would spend $80 on art would want to feel the weight of it and actually see it. I mean, I zoomed way in on this Poison Ivy, and it looks like there is a texture to it, like it's 
either a pseudo canvas or a canvas material, but how, how am I going to spend $80 until I know? You want a nice quality print. You want it to be like, like Mondo comes on really nice paper. Mm-hmm. And you feel like it's worth either the scalper price or the actual retail price because you feel like you're getting quality. If that's just printed on a slick piece of paper, I'm going to feel like you got ripped off. Yeah, but I'll just say if they do the J. Scott Campbell ones, I'll probably find out firsthand. There you go. They haven't teased any of those. They've teased the next one is going to be Psylocke. And I do have that premium format, which the art looks like it might be going for it. But we will see. I'm taking a wait and see approach on that. Also online, Gentle Giant has put up new quarter scale statues. I have yet to get into that line. I've got a lot of quarter scale statues, mostly Sideshow. I did order one XM Studios one. The Sideshow stuff... I think my biggest problem with them is the base. Like, these things are expensive. They were at the 400 price point. Sideshow just went up there. It's like they saw Gentle Giant charging it and went, oh, okay, now we can. But Gentle Giant came out the gate at the 400 price point for the normal ones and higher on some of the others. And their bases are just these plain round discs that feel lacking. It's almost like they're a hologram or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or game pieces. Yeah. I think a lot of the manufacturers think that maybe the base, there's not much to it, and you can just put it on anything. But I really stand by the fact that on some statues, the base makes or breaks it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that Deadpool would not be near as kick-ass if it didn't have the bullets. And General Giant, I have a lot of their Star Wars statues. And when they did Star Wars, they did this really nice reflective black base with kind of a textured side. Even that's better than this kind of cloudy glass they've got showing on all of these statues. Yeah. And I mean, I guess maybe that's what their angle is. Like you're saying, Sideshow always gives you something a little bit more creative. Maybe General Giant's is saying, you know, for those who want the piece to speak for itself and not have the base take away from it, here you go, a plain base. It's, I guess it's just, you know, what each person prefers. But the three they put up for pre-order are all really nice pieces. There's the Sorayama Iron Man that we saw at Comic-Con, which is just an artist's own interpretation of the Iron Man armor that is really cool, really robotic. It reminds me a little bit of Metropolis, that old sci-fi movie. Because what we need is yet another version of Iron Man. But they hardly make any. <laughs> Come on, Justin. <laughs> No, I do appreciate that it is an original design, I guess, but eh. it's a pro and con. If this was like the Mark 41, I'd probably be getting it because it really looks nice. And yet that's what it has going for it. being original. It really looks nice, but also because it's not from anything, it also feels a little bit more skippable. Yeah, especially knowing that there's at least 43 Iron Man suits that they can choose from. And here's here's yet another one. The Igor armor. This one, $600 for this massive, massive piece. It is nice looking. I mean, when we saw it, I was really impressed by it. But it's not what's tempting me. Their Iron Patriot tempts me. The one we're about to talk about tempts me. Their man thing tempts the hell out of me. But this Igor armor, it's big. It's cool. I don't want to dissuade anyone who loves this armor from getting it. But the Igor wasn't a big enough part of the movie for me. And he kind of looks like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of does look turtleish, yes. No, I mean, you're right. There's, they looks like they tried to give him some motion here, but it's just not coming off very dynamic. 
And the way he's holding his head forward is very, very turtly. Yeah, it's, it's like he's ready for a fight is the pose I feel he's in. Like hunched over, arms out, ready to battle. But it's just not coming across for me. No. But what may be the first one, I thought Man-Thing would be the first one. But I'm kind of waiting for eBay prices to settle on that a little. But I think my first one is not because I'm going to pull the trigger, but because my wife might. It is very cute. The Rocket and Groot statue, we saw it at Comic-Con. They had it rotating on a base, and it was phenomenal because it was Groot standing there in a really menacing pose with a super cute Rocket Raccoon on his shoulder ready to kick some ass. This piece is huge. I mean, that's the thing that I got looking at it at Comic-Con. It is almost two feet tall, and it's over a foot wide and over a foot deep. So make sure you got the shelf space for this before you order. Yeah. I mean, to my eye, it looks like they completely nailed Groot. I mean, the look, the feel, the colors, all the earthen tones. Uh, The rocket might be a little suspect. See, I was actually reversed. I felt like Groot, if you look at the close-up, his teeth look like they're painted together. But I love all of the wiring on him. You know, all the roots or the branches that knot together. He's like a banyan tree, if people are familiar with that. But the rocket, I think, looks great with all the colors and the fur. And He looks better in person than he does in this picture. Yeah, I don't remember it looking this, and I don't want to say hokey, but like this almost looks, I don't know, like I painted it or something. It's just something a little off about rocket in this picture, but the sculpt is incredible. Look at all the detail in his in his outfit, all the buckles and tubes and latches. Yeah, no doubt that this is a gorgeous, gorgeous statue. But the one thing I found with the General Giant stuff is, I mean, there's no exclusive edition. You can always get a bargain if you pre-order from a site other than General Giant, because you usually can get it 10 or 15% off if a pre-order. And the prices, they may settle a little bit in time, but we'll see. This one, it's it's a possibility, especially since it doesn't appear that, well, Sideshow did it some point tease a rocket raccoon premium format so we got to see i don't need too many quarter scale rockets and finally in the high-end collectibles this just in news from the web i was really worried if people have been listening to our show for a long time when 3a entered the high-end marvel collectibles line and then we saw all their iron giant iron man figures (laughs) and i was like well okay i Never felt the need to buy one. And then they started teasing Dr. Doom, though. And I'm like, that looks pretty good. And then they showed his duck feet. (laughs) Yep. It's the duck feet that get you. I mean, I think that the mask is astounding. I think Joel Schumacher would be very proud of Dr. Doom's nipples here. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's proud of Dr. Doom's nipples. Yeah, it I mean, this is. My same assessment that I had with the Iron Man line here is just it's not doing anything for me. I guess it's I'm just not the 3A collector. I think I'm in the same boat. I think that this line just isn't catching me the way I kind of thought it might initially because it's just overly stylized and I just want likenesses a little bit more like the character. I do love the color scheme. They did a white and gold Doctor Doom. I mean, he's big pimpin'. He's got the gold chain around his neck and the nipples. It's like he's bare-chested with a gold chain. I mean, it's old-school Luke Cage type thing. And he's got a giant belt buckle, too, for reasons unknown. He's lost some weight. He's on the very last notch of that belt. He's got to keep up his armor somehow. But, yeah, these just 
aren't doing anything for me and as difficult as they are to get and the price that they are I, rumor is they may do a modok at some point and i may revisit my stance but right now i can just go that doom looks nice and has absolutely no place in my collection yeah and i'm not familiar enough with the iron man ones but just looking at these it feels like they might be reusing parts from some of those those shoulder pads look familiar as do the feet those feet look just like iron man's feet so either that's just the signature foot for 3a if it doesn't have duck feet it's not a 3a figure or they did reuse some parts but now let's get to big hero 6 we talked about the movie a little bit earlier and i mentioned this is my first time really reviewing action figures not by hasbro but i have a confession to make I forgot these figures weren't by Hasbro. They seem to have just taken Hasbro's mold of how you market a Marvel movie and done it down the line. Three and three quarter inch action figures? Check. Those more expensive figures that are around six inches that have action features? Check. Giant figures that have some electronics? Check. Cosplay outfits for kids to wear? Check. You go to the Big Hero 6 section, which in my target is right next to the Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America sections. It's cookie cutter. It's boilerplate. Yeah, I mean, the only thing it's missing is like a six-inch Marvel Legends scale line aimed at collectors. Exactly. The thing that would excite us the most is the one that's <laughs> missing. And But I was putting the figures next to each other. The scales are even almost perfect between like those five-inch action play figures and the three and three quarter inch figures. It's just astounding to me how one for one it really is. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like even in this line that we're about to talk about, they might have messed around the the scales a little bit because I feel like Baymax should be bigger in this toy line than based on the other characters that are in this line. Yeah, I kind of agree. And they have an electronic deluxe Baymax. I need to see the movie to see if he like grows ginormous, but that includes an extra hero figure. It's a bit larger than the other one. Like if these are three inch figures, that's a four, four and a half inch hero that comes with the electronic power up Baymax. But I'm happy because I feel like the Baymax that kind of fits was the Comic-Con exclusive Baymax that I got. This thing was hard to get. It was over at the Disney booth where they were at with Bandai. And I had to rush there first thing in the morning to get a ticket. And I got my ticket, and then I finally got the figure. And this week, I opened it up to review for this show. And Justin, I know you were kicking yourself, right? Because you didn't get one of these? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I would want one. And then I kind of meandered by the booth later in the show, and I saw it in person. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I wouldn't mind picking them up. And sure as heck, they were gone by then. So, Well, allow me to make you feel better. Uh-oh. <laughs> this figure is terrible. Why? I love his colors. Like, the one thing different is Bandai makes it, and they make the Godzilla toys. And they make good Godzilla toys, I think. At least, you know, in my opinion. I thought the color was good on this, and I will say he's a lot lighter than I thought he was. So that was a big loss right there. But why is he terrible? Okay. Justin, here's why you would not like him. He has virtually no articulation. Really? He His only articulation is you can twist his head and you can move one of his arms. Technically, you can move both, but he has an action feature. He is fisting Baymax. Oh! <laughs> oh my God, he is. 
Or else he's flipping the bird. Well, there's no middle finger. No, I he, guess he's fisting, yeah. He's Ooh. pumping his fist up in the air. So, wait a minute. Did you pay a premium for the leg squeezer one that's available for $12.99 at Target right now? I honestly thought I did, and I went to Target and tested it. It also has fist-in-the-air action, but with that one, you pull the fist back and then release it. This one, you twist the waist and the fist goes up. Oh. And he has no leg articulation, and he's movie accurate, so his feet are really tiny, so he barely stands, and you can't adjust his legs because there's no articulation. You know how you have to adjust his stance? is with his posable arm to set the center of gravity. Okay, this is not great then, yeah. Maybe they don't expect you to display and you're supposed to play with it. You're supposed to play with a $40 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive? You're not supposed to open it, I think is the problem. <laughs> I think that is the key. Because I had this gorgeous box. It's a collector's box, this black box that looks so great. And I'd been saying, I need to get that out. Oh, collector's figure, I need to get that out. Oh, Bandai, they make those really cool high-end figures. I bet this thing's super articulate. Why can't I move his legs? <laughs> I mean, that that's a bummer, because he looks to be articulated in the box. Uh-huh. Yes, he does. Oh. But, hey, you can he throws his hand in the air like he just don't care. <laughs> He's one-handedly raising the roof. Hey, but I can't blame you for expecting more from it, because like you said, Bondi is a company that can do higher-end figures. You know, they can also do lower-end ones like we're about to talk about, but I would expect for $40 that you would get at least like a Power Rangers type of articulation out of this. Yeah, I expected a lot more than I really got out of that figure. And the only good thing about it is I think he's perfectly to scale, or maybe a little big, but about to scale with these three and three quarter inch figures we're going to talk about. He's much more to scale than the Baymax they included in that line. Maybe actually that five inch one is the perfect one. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like the Hulk. There's always that problem with scale. Now, the main figure line is available at regular retail. I was very lackadaisical about picking these up. We first saw them in a Disney store, and I was like, I'll get them all. But they were 12 bucks a figure, $12.99, and they didn't have Yokai, who's the bad guy, I think. Again, haven't seen the movie. So... I now realized he was going to be the hard one to find. I ended up just picking up Baymax and Fred because they were really visually appealing. And then later I was at a Walgreens. I found Yoki and I picked up Wasabi No Ginger because I just love that name. It's how I <laughs> eat my sushi. <laughs> and then I just had a couple left and I just picked them up here and there. Interesting thing for any carded collector variants though. The Disney store ones are totally different packaging than the ones at retail. I was noticing that. What's what's up with that? Yeah, the ones at retail have the Big Hero 6 logo on the front. The card back is in all these different languages and doesn't even tell you the names of the figures. It just tells you Wasabi No Ginger is number 38604. Well, there you go. That's all you need to know. And it has the names at the bottom, whereas the Disney Store ones have a seal on the back that's a genuine, original, Disney, authentic, and I have a more plain card front and the names up the side. But they're the same figures. They're the same line, but different cards based upon if you get them at a Disney store or regular retail. That is so strange because the Disney store ones almost look unbranded, you know, without having that big logo at the top. Mm -hmm. That's a strange, strange decision on their part. 
Yeah, and I didn't even realize it until I started taking pictures and I was photographing the bottom. I'm like, why do some of these have tons and tons of text and some are blank? And I'm like, why do a couple have their names vertical? And so I went to the store and I double checked because I'd gotten Baymax at Disney store. And sure enough, at Target, totally different packaging for the same exact figure. I mean, it's so different that it almost feels like one is from, you know, Big Hero 6 Part 1 and another one is from Big Hero 6 Part 2, like two different movies. Yeah, it's really strange. Now, have you gotten any of these figures, Justin? I did break down and plunk down $10 for Baymax because obviously he's the he's the big get here, right? But I have spent some time looking at him in the bubbles at the store. And just outside of that bad guy, none of them are really doing it for me. So I might pick up the, what did you say the bad guy's name was? Yokai, maybe. I, you know, I might pick him up just to keep with Baymax. But other than that... None of them are really doing it for me. Overall, I'm going to say this. I think you're a little hard on the line. I actually really like most of these figures. I think I'm really surprised with the amount of articulation they have. And because I'm so used to Hasbro's style for figures, getting figures this colorful is actually really fun for me. These are bright primary color figures. And I don't know that I've owned figures that look this extreme since I bought Voltron when I was 11. <laughs> That's a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, even down to the fact that Voltron, everyone was a different color. And here, you got your yellow one, your purple one, your... What is this color? Aqua? Teal. Teal one, the pink one, the red one. Yeah, I mean, they got the whole rainbow spectrum of colors going on here. I guess we have to decide if we're going to review these as collectors or review these as who they're aimed at, which I think is kids. Because as a kid's toy, I'm super impressed. Because like you said, they put articulation in toys where Hasbro's taking it away at the same price point. You know, so if I was going to throw this at a kid and say, hey, here, play with this, I think a kid would really enjoy having the ability to bend his elbow a little bit and put his arm up in there like he's flying in the movie. It's just his legs aren't going to give you much motion and you're not going to be able to stand him up. At least mine, I cannot find the center of gravity to make him stand on his own. Well, having gotten the line out and taken pictures of them, some do stand better than others. And when we just kind of quickly go through each one, I'll talk about that. But Baymax, I didn't have too much trouble with. See, it's like the other one. You got to kind of work with the arms a little bit, but he'll stand. Just put his fist out. <laughs> oh, him and his fist. Those wings, I don't know what to think about those. They're a little angel-y. Yeah. Angel well, no, they look like pinball machine flippers. Oh, I can see that. Or plastic knives. But I love his red primary colors. I am impressed that even Baymax has the level of articulation he does, and the wings even pivot because you insert them with pegs. Where I mean, where he really shines in the articulation department is the arms. You get a full range of motion with his arms. And, you know, we have this problem with a lot of figures where they have shoulder pads on and it, it's hard to get, you know, a pose up and out. But there's room on this thing to rotate it all the way up and get his rocking out arm all the way up above his head. Nice, yeah. They did that right because the armor pivots. It's part of the arm, not part of the shoulder. Yep. Did you guys think that maybe in the movie he can't move his legs? Oh, maybe. <laughs> he can't put his arms down. I think we saw that in the trailer. He can't do stairs too well. Yeah, he can't do stairs. Yeah. Now, of the figures, I mean, Hero is a pretty fun figure. He comes with another little, like, droid thing. Kind of looks like a boombox or a space heater. 
Oh, see, I kind of took that as this was Baymax outfit all condensed when he's not filled with air. Ah, that very well may be because he's normally that balloon creature and then he has the armor. Maybe this is the armor in like the Iron Man Mark V suitcase mode. Right. That's kind of what I took. That's kind of cute. And Hero himself, he's kind of a little bit got an instep. His feet don't stand very well. They're not flat. It's because he's got spindly legs and ankles. And no ankle articulation. That's no. one point that they could have really helped with. Do any of these other ones have foot peg holes? Because Baymax didn't, and he could use them. Yes. Um, this figure in my hand has peg holes in his feet. Every nice. single one has one, including Honey Lemon. Not, but because her feet are so tiny, the holes are also tiny, and I can't imagine getting much in there except a safety pin. <laughs> but we'll talk about her feet in a minute. But yeah, Hero... I wish there was a couple bits more for the collector, like maybe a removable helmet or a unhelmeted portrait, but he stands really well and you can get some fun poses out of him. I mean, he looks to be pretty well articulated. He also kind of looks like a, a Metroid character. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of with that helmet. Yeah. He definitely has that retro feel. And I should say, I've read a couple Big Hero 6 comics. They're nothing like what we're about to watch as a movie. <laughs> A little more violent. They're also led by Silver Samurai and uh, oh wow, a little less colorful. There aren't that huh. many Big Hero 6 comics anyway, but I read one from a couple of years ago and very different. But some of the same team members and the one that really caught my eye is Wasabi No Ginger. I mean, that's the one you like. Is it? I can't tell if they're a parody or not when you name your characters Wasabi No Ginger. <laughs> Maybe that's just his order, and that's his nickname. You know how, like, you go to a restaurant and they name a sandwich after you. Maybe he was named after his sushi order. <laughs> I like this figure a lot. Again, the teal is a little off-putting, but it's fitting the color scheme. But, man, the face is just like the cartoon popped off and became a figure. He has the shortest legs I've ever seen. He's got kind of a rubbery coat, you know, that it's not soft goods, but it's like we see with a lot of the capes on Thor from the Hasbro line. Yeah, a little more pliable. And he's got attachable kind of blades that go onto his arm. And they also look a little bit like tusks or something that they attach. It's some kind of weapon he has that goes there. And he's wearing the headphones with his hair and everything. I thought he was a fun figure. Then we've got the two female characters. There's Gogo Tamago, who kind of looks like she wishes she had been in Tron because she has all these discs that she can attach to her legs and to her wrists. Hmm. Although she looks a bit like the Rocketeer meets Tron. Yeah, I do get the Tron vibe. That's a good call there. I mean, the lines on her outfit, the discs... Then she's got a weird helmet that from the side kind of looks like the Rocketeer. Yeah, I, I, from the side, I definitely see that. I mean, these are feeling like kids' toys not intended for you guys whatsoever. I don't know. The level of articulation makes me think that it's definitely of a cartoon style. But the reason I picked these up is because Big Hero 6 characters are from the comics. Hasbro will never make them. And so if I want Wasabi No Ginger to hang out with Spider-Man like he did in some of the comics, this is what I got to do. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? I mean, that's the real question. Now, the character that actually made me a little mad is I go on Twitter and I read all those comments about equal rights and, you know, why why aren't there more Leia figures and why aren't there more Gamora figures? And then we get our Honey Lemon female character. 
whose legs are so small, they actually included a pink wedge to put on her foot because there is no way she's standing up without it. Her feet are that tiny. And whereas Wasabi no Ginger comes with blades and Baymax comes with wings and even Gogo Tamago has her discs, Honey Lemon has a purse. Maybe that was her character, though. But why can't she rock out? Even if this purse in the movie is where she keeps all of her chemicals for her science experiments and it's her female version of a utility belt, why does it have to be a purse? Why must she conform to the most base female stereotypes of a purse? And it's not even a very fashionable purse. Hashtag not all action figures. (laughs) (laughs) I think what kind of bothers me about this is that it just doesn't follow what the rest of the figures in this line have already set forth as the standard. Like, all of a sudden, here's one with pre-posed arms. Yeah, and one of them's out at, like, hand-on-hip, 90-degree, doing the skinny arm pose. Yeah. You can't change that elbow. And that made me so mad. (laughs) (laughs) This one out of all of them feels the most like a Happy Meal toy. Terribly. And she doesn't even fit stylistically. She has Disney eyes. None of the other characters have Disney eyes. She does, but again, maybe that's the character in the comic and the movie. And it's not the character in the comic with Disney eyes. Okay. Uh, She looks like she's, like, hypnotized. She's just staring off into the distance. (laughs) She's drugged. She's roofied. That's what she looks like. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's... I've seen her in person at the store, and that's pretty much what set the tone for my attitude towards this line of figures. She is the worst. She is absolutely bad. And if the whole line was like her... I would not be positive about this line. Now, you said you might get the bad guy to hang out with Baymax. I don't know how you can skip my favorite member of Big Hero 6 because he's so crazy. Fred, the three-eyed monster. (laughs) I mean, you mentioned how Bandai made Godzilla toys. This looks like one. No, you know what this looks like? I I like some of the monsters on the Super 7 website. Have you ever been to Super 7, Justin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This looks like something from Super 7. It looks really cool, actually. Although Super 7 would make it translucent. Yeah. I mean, this feels like, obviously, the movie is doing some sort of homage to the Godzilla movies of the 70s. Because this looks like a creature that walks right out of the ocean from there. But I know I mentioned Power Rangers before, but this feels very much like it might have actually been a Power Rangers toy at some point. I mean, these are what the their villains look like, you know? Well, apparently, according to Wiki, Fred, otherwise known as Fredzilla, is a laid-back comic book fan who is also the mascot at San Francisco Institute of Technology. Ah, so this is a mascot outfit. Uh-huh. That's kind of cool. All right. <laughs> See, and I just love the colors on him. If I bought no other figure in this line, if I never saw this movie, I would still want a Fred figure for my desk at work. And I am so close to getting the fireball spitting Fred in the five inch scale. The packaging looks foul because it looks like he's just spitting out of his mouth the giant orange ball. <laughs> But the spikes on the back, the primary colors, the three eyes, and the fact that his mouth is an aperture. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) All the detail on him. He is just a fun toy. I like him. He's my favorite of all of them. Mine too. Absolutely. He's just, he is, to me, the Rocket Raccoon of Big Hero 6. (laughs) See, this is why we review these things, people. Because going into this, I looked at that one. I was just like, ah, ridiculous. I won't even think about it. But you've just sold me on it. (laughs) (laughs) 
So if I was going to get anyone to pose with Baymax, I'd get Fred the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Although, now, the other figure, the one that was hardest to find, although he's showing up now. I found him at a Walgreens and then just today saw him at a Target. Yokai. He is the most, to me, strict Japanese influence. He looks like he's wearing a kabuki mask and the all-black outfit. If you're looking for a cool action figure, I mean... He's 1999 cool. He bought his shop, He bought his clothes at the Matrix. But, <laughs> I mean, he's got that going for him. Yeah, I mean, he just, he looks like a good baddie to go along with this line. And he just, I mean, something about his mask and his overall look is just appealing in this line of otherwise rainbow bright colors. What's funny is if you look at the back of his coat, it is so cartoony, isn't it? It's highly stylized and you know what it's reminding me of it reminds me honestly of hasbro's kind of when they had that x-men cartoon line remember that that yeah. wolverine and the x-men line it looks like a coat you'd find on those figures yeah with their dramatic flares mm -hmm. and he's got a big lobster claw hand too well that's actually his accessory and it is somewhat removable and these are his nanobots, I think they call them. And so they're like technology. You notice they look like circuit boards, like he can shoot them out or control them oh, or okay. something. Hmm. But it just fits over his hand. It is a bear to get on there. I had to go and watch YouTube videos to figure out how to put this on his hand. It looks like it has little finger slots inside the accessory, but it is a tight fit i mean talk about getting your fist shoved in someplace small once i've done it a couple of times it loosened up and his fist slides right in but the first time i really thought i was going to tear something but the figure is kind of fun with his articulation and for being basic black i like the accents they put his zipper down the front is just is a nice accent piece to add definition to his chest and then he has these like weird luke skywalker on tatooine gray leg wraps yeah, almost Tuscan Raider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Samurai, probably ninja type of thing. Yeah, he, he was the figure that made me go, all right, if I can find this figure, I'm in on the line. So of this line, Baymax, Fred, and Yokai are really standouts. Hero, Gogo Tamago, Wasabi no Ginger are really good figures. Honey Lemon is the bad figure of the bunch. Every wave has a bad figure in Honey Lemon. It's you, dear. <laughs> now, it just it feels a little backwards now, because I think I said a little bit at the top of the show that the marketing for this movie so far, I haven't seen any of these heroes in any of the commercials. All the commercials are about Baymax and Hero and just plain clothes. The second trailer kind of showed the assembling of the team. So I've seen at least Honey Lemon and Wasabi No Ginger in a couple of spots, but I can't say I've seen the big team. And this, I think, is part of why Marvel and Disney have split ways on this. Marvel does not have a logo anywhere on these cards. Nope. Disney has their logo on these cards, but the fact is that Marvel isn't even republishing their old Big Hero 6 comics for this. They do that even for X-Men, and they hate X-Men. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the trailer now that I know everyone's name, other than... What's his name? I keep wanting to call him Betamax. I know, Betamax and... Is that his name? No, it's Baymax, but it might as well be Betamax. I saw one YouTube video where they called him Big Max. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm actually somewhat excited for this, but I went back and tried to watch some of Disney's other films, and I'm just, I'm not a Disney guy. I'm glad it's rated PG versus G, 
That means that it might have some good animated violence going on and some action. <laughs> it's not going to have any violence. Oh, I don't know. It might. Wreck-It Ralph had some pretty scary stuff going on in, for a kid's movie. And some violence because it's cartoon violence, you know? You can get away with more. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't expect dark violence, but, you know. <laughs> it's not going to be the dark night here. <laughs> I mean, the gimp's not in this thing, even though it looks like his brother might be. But... <laughs> the toys have succeeded in doing what none of the trailers did, though. Make me excited to see this movie. Right, because you're an adult and you can put it all together. What I was trying to get at earlier is I think a kid walking down the toy aisle might be excited to see this movie because you've seen the commercials. And none of these characters, except for the big red Baymax, are going to make any sense to them yet. So until the kids see the movie and have some association with these action figures that are on the shelves, I can't see them moving too quickly. They seem to come out awful early compared to other toys. Mm, I'd say a month to two months is the norm. We were seeing those Iron Man 3 figures a good two months beforehand. Captain America's Legends came out three months beforehand. We were all like, it's January. What? Spider-Man? But yeah. we say that about everything. I think it's just we're getting old. Christmas is coming too early. Get off my lawn. I think that's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Best Buy. It's not even it wasn't even Halloween and I was seeing Christmas commercials. I... Tricker, happy holidays. Ugh. I'm OK with stores putting out holiday stuff before Halloween, but commercials not before Halloween. Sorry. So with that, I hope listeners join me at nowplayingpodcast.com Tuesday to hear if this movie lives up to it or if I'm going, crap, why'd I buy these toys? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking Rory, so we'll we'll be listening to see what you guys thought. I wasn't sure if you'd be going. This one, you know, you got to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. You kind of have to see the X-Men and Spider-Man films. But there was no judgment if somebody skips Big Hero 6. Again, Marvel, not on the big cards. <laughs> 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 but that's it for this week's show listeners if you enjoy our show i just want to remind you we have this in the credits but if you enjoy our show please head to itunes and leave us a five-star review it's the reviews on itunes that really help other people see our show their whole algorithms and everything are really based on ratings and reviews so the clicking the stars and then writing a review really helps this show and also Come to our forums. There's a link from our homepage. Tell us what you think about Big Hero 6, the movie, or the toys. Do you feel like this is something we ever need to cover again? We reviewed them because I asked on Facebook and people were like, yeah, give it a show. So we gave it a show. We did what they said. So let us know now that we have if you'd like us to keep going. And as for our next show, it's going to be a little bit late because, Justin, your time of grousing ends when these credits roll because our next show is coming out on Thanksgiving. Holy cow. Yep, it's that time of the year again. It's time to listen to our annual gift-giving guide. So, Justin, you got to start thinking Christmas a little early. Oh, yeah. And Black Friday or really Black Thursday sale guide. And hopefully there's going to be sales on stuff other than Titan Heroes and those Rock'em Sock'em figures. <laughs> that also means that listeners can come to Facebook or our forums or whatever and let us know what they're getting excited for for this holiday season, what they might want to hear about on the show. Or they can leave us a voicemail that we might play on the show. Just call 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-MARVEL-4 or send an MP3 to show at MarveliciousToys.com so that we can hear your thoughts on basically what you think would make a great gift this holiday season. Anything from the highest of high-end 
that legendary scale Doctor Doom from Sideshow, maybe, or their Sentinel maquette, to the lowest of low end, the hyper speed pullback vehicles. If you think those make good stocking stuffers, let us know. Yeah. And before we go, I got to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners that has been listening to us for quite a while. And I think we've talked to him a few times over email, Arnie. Uh, his name's Paul, and he's a he's a comic artist. He does a strip called Data Baby. And it's actually, you can find it online and it's syndicated in newspapers all over the country and stuff. And it's, it's a pretty good, funny strip. You know, he does some nerdy comedy in there that I think a lot of our listeners would take a liking to. But uh, I had a chance to have lunch with Paul the other day and he's just a super nice guy. And it's kind of a thank you for all the free entertainment that we provide. He gave me a box of goodies. And so I got some cool stuff that we can talk about some show in the future. But remember those flame effects that we had looked at once before? Oh, yeah, I definitely want those. I saw those at a con recently. Those are awesome. Yeah, he gave me a set of those and some other, you know, flying figure stands and some poly bags and stuff like that. So it was, it was really cool to get that. And I just wanted to say thanks to him on the show and all that stuff. So thanks, Paul, and hope you keep listening. Very cool. We will be back next time with our holiday gift guide and Black Friday sale report. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds, as well as product reviews, on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic Design by Justin. Photo Editing by Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media Production copyright 2014, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. What's her name? Scarlet. Johansson. <laughs> What's her name? I know, right? A spare head, the unmasked Steve Rogers head. Oops, sorry. That shocked you that much. <laughs> so that's it in stores, but speaking of Marvel Legends, sales to astonish. Also online, Gentle Giant has put up new quarter-scale statues. I still have yet to get a single Gentle Giant quarter-inch statue, but 
a quarter inch. <laughs> that is so tiny. <laughs> but the detail's amazing when you get out that microscope. How do they do it? The one we're about to talk about tempts me. Their man thing tempts the hell out of me. And so with all of that... <laughs> <laughs> I guess the title Tempted for the Man Thing is a little too uh, dirty. Yes. <laughs> I was really following what you were saying, too, because like, I missed that completely. <laughs> I didn't. I know you did. When you laughed, I was like, what did he say? Oh, my God. <laughs> Are we going to make any sense to him yet? Oops, Baymax down. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. 